Welcome to the Life of a Gentleman podcast, the number one podcast that motivates you to be your best with conversations about business, fashion, and living the gentleman's lifestyle. We interview the hottest influencers, content creators, and business owners so you get the inside story. We'll also discuss entrepreneurship and inspire you to chase after your dreams. Whether you're looking to advance your career, increase your style, or just discover the best new products, you're in the right place. And ladies, we know you're listening. This show isn't just for the fellas. It's about living your best life. And now, here's your host, award-winning author, entrepreneur, and modern-day gentleman, Richard Taylor. Hey, Rich, let's start the show. Thank you for that introduction, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Before we even get started, let's give a special shout out to our sponsor, Harrison Blake Apparel. Guys, if you're looking for men's accessories, a monthly subscription club, or just a wide variety of great neckties and accessories for men, and now also for women, check out HarrisonBlakeApparel.com. Today's episode is one you're going to want to take notes on because we're talking to two gentlemen that are doing amazing things on social media in different ways. Our first guest is going to talk with us about fashion and also fashion from a big man's perspective. A lot of times people feel that if they're not the model size, quote unquote, they can't rock a nice suit, they can't step out with confidence, and they can't turn heads when they walk into the room. Our guest today, he crushes all of those ideas that people have in their heads, all of those stereotypes that are out there. We talk about how you can do it, and you also get a chance to hear from him how he's done it, and you probably, more than likely, follow him already on Instagram, and if you don't, then you're going to want to after you hear this interview. Also, we'll be talking to somebody who does custom-made suits, shirts, and all kinds of garments and has been doing so for a while. The reason we wanted to have him on is because he started just like the rest of us. Just being a fan of men's fashion and pursuing his passion and turning that into a business. A lot of people listen to the show for the entrepreneur aspect of it. We hit on three things every single episode, fashion, business, lifestyle. And with this interview, we connect the dots of each and every one of those so you can learn how you could have an idea, maybe just be a guy that loves fashion, that likes to be on Instagram, but this is going to open your eyes up to the possibilities of starting your own business and how to really get that business off the ground. Also, Dennis is here. Him and I chop it up real quick and we talk about how to network when you go to different cities or making a plan to do so. Sometimes you go on a weekend trip just to get away. What you want to do is take advantage of your environment, connect with other people. We tell you how you can do that and what the benefits have been for him and also for myself. Guys, we have an amazing show for you this week. I'm going to start talking so we can get into it. Two great guests, plus the conversation with Dennis. The Life of a Gentleman podcast is back. Don't forget, every Monday, bi-weekly, on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, wherever you can hear podcasts. Let's get into it. No more delays. Let's go. And now it's time for this week's segment of The Gentleman's News. Exclusive interviews with exceptional people discussing all things gentlemen, from business to fashion to lifestyle, industry leaders, authors, and more. This is The Gentleman's News. Hey, everyone. We're back with the interview segment of the show. And as I always say on The Life of a Gentleman, this is my favorite segment. And that's because you guys get to hear from people that are doing real things. And today we have a special treat. We have somebody you probably follow on Instagram right now. I know you probably do. His name is Destin, but you know him as Carpe underscore DMG on Instagram. And I want to send a warm welcome out to Destin. Welcome to the show, bro. Hey, appreciate it. It's good to be here, man. Good to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, we're glad we can connect with you because you're somebody that a lot of people follow on Instagram. You're somebody who's doing amazing things in the world of fashion and business. And so without me going on and on, let me let you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. For sure, for sure. Well, uh, again, 
carpe underscore dmg you can find me on instagram uh i i, I began a blog called the, the public ivy league and uh i basically transitioned my, my personal page and, and and turned it into a business page and uh just started doing inspirational like looks and, and things of that nature for uh for the big and tall gent you know what i mean and I don't only focus on one particular uh, style of menswear. So I try to, I, it's the reason it's called the Public Ivy League is because uh, I try to, 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 to mix the streetwear and the casual wear with the business attire. You know what I mean? They have to coexist. So that's why I, I, I went with the, uh, the, the Public Ivy League. So um, I've been going for about a year and a half. I started January of 2018. And um, just really started, you know, building up my following and, and producing quality content on a more consistent basis. And with that, with what I do on my, you know, my per, my uh, my main gig, I just I travel, so I I've started really engaging with the community. You know what I mean? Outside of uh, social media, like really getting in front of people, asking them some some tips, and, and just. Uh, engaging with the community uh, on an interpersonal communication type type level. Yeah, and and what you said is is exactly the thing that we noticed. I mean, you you do streetwear, you do very formal wear, business attire, and as you mentioned and alluded to, you represent for the big and tall men. And as a member of that club, I have to say I I appreciate that because there's a lot of guys out there that that want to quote unquote dress up but sometimes they hold back or they're not quite sure how to do it but the way you've been able to transition and show people it's it's pretty amazing what's the feedback been like as far as that's concerned i appreciate that family um honestly it's been it's been pretty positive you know uh i constantly have gentlemen reaching me contacting me reaching out in the dm like where do you shop you know where'd you get those that shirt where'd you get those pants you know where'd you get xyz and i'm i'm open books so I, I let them know and, and most of the time i tag things as well you know what i mean and uh yeah i just it, that's what it's, i'm just trying to inspire guys just to know like you know the big and tall gent the big and tall the big homie that's why i i uh i call my the guys is that we, we can get fly too You know we can get fresh too Yeah I love that And so because of that You're the perfect person now To help out the audience Because I know for sure We have some big and tall guys That listen to this podcast They want to know some tips You're going to be the expert Go ahead and run down You know maybe <laughs> Your top three tips Maybe let's go one at a time and, and let us know What are some things we can do To make sure we're stepping out Looking our best Excellent question. So the, I would say the top three, uh, the the main the main one is uh, you got to know thy tailor. Is that what I say? Is because the the tailor is so important because we it's rare that I can just find something that I can throw on and and keep it and keep it moving. Like I usually have to get altered in some shape or form. You know, either is that tapering the leg a little bit because. I'm not trying to be out here in Steve Hart, the old Steve Hart, Steve bit. But uh, yeah, just uh, I don't want my, you know, my my arm length to be too long. You know, I want it to hit right above the watch or what have you. It's all about preference too, so you have to, you know, know what your preference is. But uh, the, the tailor is so important, man, and a good one, you know. Yeah, we love that. We we love that. That that first tip right there, guys. Take notes. Take notes. I hope you're listening. Um, know thy tailor, man. We've had a lot of episodes in the past on that. We've been preaching that. So, guys, if if you haven't done that, here's one more reason to listen to us. Know thy tailor. Let's have the <laughs> let's have the second tip, bro. Okay. Uh, the second tip I would say is um, give yourself time. You know, when when shopping as a big and tall gent, so if you have to get, go to a tailor, you know what I mean? Or if you have to do some online shopping, online shopping is very, very key because you might not be able to find what you want in store, 
but a lot of times they have extended sizes online so you can go get your extended sizes and kind of look at the size chart that's very important because a place like asos a 3x at asos is not a 3x or a 2x in macy's you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i'm usually a 2x uh 3x if it's just very small fitting in, in in like macy's or wherever kng or what have you but on asos i'm like a 5x 6x like they they're their size is just totally different <laughs> Uh, so that's why looking at that size chart is very important. And so if you would have went out, got a two X, it's too small. You need to wear that on, you know, that week. And you're like, man, I don't have time. So it's like the fit that you thought you were gonna be able to wear or that you get off, you have to go with another route. You know what I mean? And that could just mess up your plans totally. Yeah, so, that, uh, that's a good one. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm, thank you. Yeah, just put some time into it. Uh, and be thoughtful, you know, when you, uh, and, you know, give yourself some time. That's, that's, that's the second one. Uh, I guess the last piece would, uh, it's, I guess it's a two. I would say the last two would be comfort and would also be confidence. So that's, that's C square right there. So, I like that. Uh, <laughs> so being, um, comfortable is key. You don't want, I don't like having things that's too tight. You know what I mean? Trying to squeeze into things that really don't fit my aesthetic, and it, can, it shows. And it, it does, you think that it's making you look slimmer, but it's all—it's really making you look bigger because your stuff looks too tight. So, where are things that fit? Where are things that are comfortable? You know, we all want to be trendy, but sometimes it just—it just doesn't go with your build. You know what I mean? So, so be cognizant of how things fit. You know and be comfortable and, and be confident you know one thing I say is that I might not be the, the best looking man or the best uh, as far as built man but I'm going to be one of the best dressed in the room and that's just the confidence that I have in myself and the way to put in uh, to put pieces together and um, yeah and, and then women can you know they pick up on that you know like if you're going to be a big and tall guy, you're going to be a big dude, like, come in the room. I like that. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's a real good point because when you have confidence, it's like people gravitate towards you. They're drawn towards you. But if, you, if you're a little shy and, and you're uneasy and, and you feel like, man, I don't look right, you don't feel right, it's like a radar is going off and everybody can see it. Like, this guy's uncomfortable. <laughs> Womp, womp, this guy's uncomfortable You know, and it's like But like you said, when, when you feel Confident and you step out And you know you've done the three steps That Destin just laid out Then you, like you said I like that term, you command the room You you command everybody's respect And I think above all else That's what all of us really want When you walk into a room You want to have the respect of your peers and, and your colleagues And everybody's looking at you like You know what, at that point Nobody cares, hey, Size is no longer a detriment. It's it's actually plays in your favor sometimes. Am I right? Exactly, exactly, for sure. You know, uh, one of the things, one of the big things that I guess is, is a pet peeve to me since I've been doing this this blogging thing and and, and being in this content creating space is that you know people will compliment me, but it's also like a a backhand. They be like, man, you know what? You the freshest big dude I know, man. You sharp, man. You be, I'm like, I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm just a fresh dude. I just, I'm a fly dude, period. You know, big, tall, small, short. Like, that's how I'm giving it up right there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, don't give me a backhanded compliment. You know, just, just, just say what you want to say. Yeah, I like that for sure. <laughs> and, and and that's and that's really the goal. Hopefully, at this segment of the show is for for guys out there that are on the the big and tall side let's rally around each other let's learn from other people and all of us can have more confidence now Destin we gotta have you back on the life of a gentleman podcast because of the gems you just dropped your personality people are going to connect with you people want to know more about you how can they connect with you now and how can they check out your blog as well Oh, uh, great stuff, and I would love to come back on, man. I, I can talk about this thing and any other topic 
uh, all day. But uh, again, you can connect with me on uh, Instagram. That's uh, Carpe, C-A-R-P-E underscore D-M-G. And um, also, if you're in the Columbus area, I do an event, monthly event. Uh, it's called Just Friends 614, Columbus, Ohio. Uh, so, you know, tap in with me and we can connect in person. All right, guys, you heard it. There's an open invitation. If you need help, you need tips, <laughs> he's the guy to see. He's the guy to follow. I definitely follow him. That's how we connected on this podcast. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure chopping it up with you for a few. Uh, likewise, brother. Likewise. Appreciate you. All right. We will talk to you soon. And until next time, everybody listening, take care. Now, it's time for the Entrepreneur Spotlight. Real professionals, real business owners, and entrepreneurs drop in and drop jewels on us. Looking to learn from others that have done it? Ready to get your business really rolling? Sit back and buckle up. Our experts are ready to inspire. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to the interview portion of the show. As always, you know I say this is my favorite part of the show, and it's because we connect with real people that are doing amazing things in the world of business and fashion, and today we have a special guest, Stephen from Richards Bespoke. If you don't know who that is, you guys need to be following them on Instagram at Richards Bespoke. They're based out of Nashville, Tennessee, and they are amazing, and I'll let him tell you why. Rich, uh... Stephen, welcome to the show. I uh, appreciate you having me. Um, yeah, so I started Richard's Bespoke uh, about four, a little bit less than four years ago. I've always been passionate about uh, men's clothing, specifically suiting. Um, and I started out probably the same way most guys do. Get done with college and get to the real world. I was working for a family company here in Nashville and I'd wear a suit every day, so... Uh, after going to various department stores and doing the deals where I'm not going to name names, but it's buy one, get a few suits free, um, I realized that none of the suits fit me um, and that they were cheap quality. And then when I got alterations made on them, then it was you know, basically double the price of the suit. So I found the world of custom and got my first custom suit here in Nashville and kind of fell in love with the process. And then uh, after a few years of working for my dad's company, I kind of came to the realization that this was my calling and it's basically a hobby that I could get paid for. That's kind of what it started out as, was just a hobby. Um, and then it kind of took off over the course of about a year and a half, two years. And now it's, it's been a lot of fun to be able to go to work and actually love what I do. That's an amazing journey. And the, the fact that you started off as a hobby is great because there's a lot of guys listening to the show they're just doing the exact same thing. You know, there's things that they love to do and they're not quite sure if they could make a go at it, but you've you found a way to do it. Now, I like that you also solved the problem. Now, when, when you first dived into this, did people around you think this was a great idea or did they think this was a pipe dream? Um, hard to tell. I mean, I... I pretty much anybody that I knew in Nashville that I could take to coffee, take to breakfast, take to lunch, take to drinks, just to pick their brain, tell them what I'm doing. Um, you know, a lot of them kind of agreed with me and said, you know, this is, I, I didn't reinvent the wheel. You know, custom suits have been around since as long as suits have been around. Um, so it's one of those things where it, the only thing that I was doing special was, you know, the way that I measure, the way that I tend to clients and just my style um it's, it's a lot easier for me to be able to market to everybody and knowing that you know i'm wearing what i'm i'm supporting um but i wouldn't say that uh, and it kind of gets into people doubted me or not but um i think with any industry um unless it's something that you're kind of inventing and you patent or you know you're a first mover it's pretty scary for everybody because it's like oh just another suit company you know nashville i probably have 15 competitors um I don't really consider it that many, but there are. Uh, and that's something that's, that's definitely difficult, especially for somebody that's starting out that's kind of wanting to get their, you know, there's something that they want to start, but they don't know how to or they're afraid to because it's not going to start off as, you know, as successful as they would like it to. So, No, that's exactly right. And, and I like that you said you, you just got to get started. You can't worry about, oh, there's competition or, you know, well, there's, there's other people doing what I'm doing. But the thing is, 
Nobody's going to do it the way you do it. And you spoke to that. You said the way you treat the clients. My ears kind of perked up because everybody wants to be made to feel special. And obviously, that's a big part of getting clients and retaining clients. So what is the experience like when somebody comes to you and wants to work with you? What makes it different from them going to one of those box stores and walking in and somebody selling them, you know, buy one, get two free or something like that? What What's the experience like with you? So with me, it's, it's by appointment only, which is kind of a double-edged sword in the, the sense that it's, it's great because it's a one-on-one um, experience with each client. Uh, it's not as great because people don't understand why it's a one-on-one experience. Um, in fact, today I probably had three or four new appointments and then about that many uh, deliveries. And so I'm having to space my day out because I started off as a uh, traveling custom tailor. So I'd go to you know people's homes, offices, uh, wherever I could kind of meet up with them because I didn't have a storefront. And then I realized how many people were wanting to come to me. Um, and so I... I end up finding a space that I actually used to live upstairs of it. Um, I'm sitting in the space right now. I'm trying to describe it, you know, over the phone, but it's a loft. So I used to live up in the loft and then downstairs with the, the kind of the retail, the studio area. Um, but it was great because, you know, being by appointment only, I can fully concentrate on each client. I don't have people coming in and out. Um, it's not a, a retail store that you can just walk in off the street. Um, I mean, you physically can, but it's, you know, kind of on the door. It says by appointment only for that, that specific reason because, you know, it, it goes into many different factors. Um, the measuring process, it's not that it's an intimate process, but, you know, it's not something that you want to be doing in front of everybody in, in the department store. Um, and especially when we're starting to pull out books. Now, I'll get into kind of the full process in a minute, but, sure. you know, talking about pricing, you don't want to be talking about pricing in front of a bunch of random people in the store. Um, whether that be on the high side or the low side. Um, but essentially, when, when people book an appointment, um, they come in, the first part of the appointment is uh, consultation. So I'll basically ask them, what do they need the suit or the suits for? Uh, if it is a suit, if it's sport coat and slacks, shirts, um, you know, we've gotten in the jeans and leather jackets and, and trying to get in the shoes right now. So it's really just the beginning part. It takes about 15 minutes just get to know them. Um, if they travel a lot for work, if it's for an event, if it's for their wedding, um, I'd probably say half my business is wedding. Um, and then from there, we, we go through the measuring process, which takes probably the bulk of it, depending on how long the designing part takes. But uh, my measuring process is, is different than anybody else's. Um, I've kind of mixed in a few different styles of measuring from uh bespoke to made to measure to because I started out and made to measure and I won't get into the technical terms but it's essentially altering a, an existing paper pattern which is basically like altering a suit um, then I discovered the world of bespoke where it's everything is you know completely handmade and an original paper pattern is created for each client so it is a specific garment that is made for them um, but I, I, there was a lot of things I, I hated about made to measure but part of the measuring process I liked um, in which I discovered only because I went through that entire process. Um, and I'll, I'll ask guys, if you have something that you like the fit of, or if you think that you like the fit of, to bring it. Um, you know, I'm not too prideful if I like the length of your sleeves or the, you know, whatever the, the length of your pants, whatever it might be, I'm going to use those measurements because I agree with you, I do like them. Um, so it's kind of a hybrid in between a few different measuring styles. Um, but then after the measuring, we go upstairs. Now we're, where I used to live is now the design loft. So it's, uh, it's all my fabric books. We sit down around a table and I start pulling out fabric books for whatever they're kind of looking for, whether it's colors, patterns, textures, uh, different weights of fabrics. Um, and then go through the full design process after we selected that from lining to buttons to pockets. Uh, virtually kind of, in fact, I had a, a client that came in uh, a couple weeks ago. He came in with a sketch drawing of what he wanted his jacket to look like. It was kind of unique, and, and I loved it because, you know, you know, we're able to pretty much make anything as long as we have some type of direction to go off of. And uh, so it, it really is an original. It, it was a, kind of the shape of his lapel and the way that his jacket opened. And very unique, which I love. You know, it's, a lot of my clients come in and ask me for help and ask me for direction, which I, I love that as well. There's nothing I love more than to, you know, if somebody tells me their budget and what they're looking for and, 
I just go wild. I can pick out all the patterns, all the, the colors, um, all the design options. But it's, it's probably the most fun when somebody comes in and has no idea what they're doing. And then after the first suit comes in, they kind of got their feet wet and they know how the process works. And the next time they come in, they're starting to run them for them a little bit. They're asking, you know, I, I want something with this color, this pattern, and this type of lining. And then by the end of it, you know, they're sending me pictures, you know, DMs, DMing me on Instagram and saying, this is what I want for my next one. So it's, you know, guys sometimes come in a little bit, not prideful, but they don't want to admit that they're into fashion and they want to look good. Um, and so that's, it's always rewarding when they leave and, you know, they're excited about the process. And, you know, I've had some of the, the most stern people come in this, this uh, shop and, and they leave just kind of giddy because they're really excited for their their suit to come in because, it, you know, it was a fun experience. And that's, that's the main thing with my clients is, you know, it's something that I can concentrate on each and every one of them. Um, whatever their tastes are, you know, I love getting in new fabric books because I can, you know, text them, email them, call them, say, hey, I just got this book in. I know you're going to love this fabric because I know their style. Um, so that pretty much goes back to pretty much your question about, you know, how the process works and being able to have that one-on-one experience with my clients. Yeah, that's got to be a, a good feeling, a special feeling that when somebody leaves out happy and you can tell that they're excited, they can't wait to get what they're creating and what you guys worked on together. Now, for those of us that, oh, yeah. you know, we're not in Nashville, you know, and, and, and we see your Instagram and we see your work, those that hear this interview and they're like, man, you know, Steven seems like an awesome guy. The, the work that we see looks great. Could we still work with you even though we're not directly in your city? There are a few different ways. Um, depending on what city, I'm a part of uh, a manufacturing group um, known as Bespoken USA. And I'm a custom uh, tailor. Um, so the way that I measure, it's kind of a certification. It's a master bespoke clothier. Um, so if there's a city that they're in, that I think there's about 20 of us in the country, then they're able to get measured by them. But that's, you know, I, I have a lot of clients that, you know, L.A., New York, Chicago, that I can travel to. Um, I do have a minimum to travel to, to measure myself. Uh, unfortunately, there's just a lot of people will DM me on Instagram or email or call and say, hey, I live in Kansas. Is it possible for you to for me to get measured by someone here and then send you my measurements? And unfortunately, it's not. It's just the measuring system isn't as universal as I would like it to be, but that, that's also what makes you know our measuring style unique. Um, so a lot of people also, they might have a conference in Nashville and they follow us on Instagram and they'll reach out and say, I'm only in town for a few days, can you meet with me? Um, and it's, it's always nice to have that because you know they're coming from out of town. And, you know, a lot of surrounding uh, cities will travel um, here for whatever reason and that's when they have their appointments. But I, I wish there was a way to virtually, um, whether through Skype or you know through anything, but it's just it's not as exact as, as it would be if we were in person. Yeah, um, I understand. Something that I, I don't want. Yeah, I don't want their experience to be you know kind of tainted because they were the ones doing the measuring. I, I had a buddy uh, from college that he had to have something for his wedding that I was trying to get his roommate to measure him for, and I was like, this this just isn't going to work. But. Um, but I think the more the more business that I can pick up in other cities across the country, the easier it'll be. Because right now I've got a minimum that I have to sell if I have to travel because I've got to make a living. Sure. Um, and hopefully that number won't you know increase over the years. It's something that I'm going to be in the city that they're in frequent enough that you know it's, it's a lot easier to meet up and, and, and measure them. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, you're true to your craft. You want everything to be perfect, precise, and we can appreciate that. Now, growing your business, uh, when did it start and when did you say to yourself, you know what, this is really going to work? When did that light bulb go off? Um, it's really hard to tell because it was, I think, May of 2016 when my dad and I parted ways. Um, I think for about three months, that's when I went in the planning stage of, all right, this is what I want to do, but how do I do it? Um, how am I going to make money? Because I'm not going to be making money in the beginning. And so I, I drove Uber for about a year and a half. Um, would wake up around 5 a.m., would drive until about 
7.38 when the airport crowd was done. And then I'd go home, I'd shower, I'd get ready for, I guess, work, even though I was working out of my condo. And and in between appointments, I'd go out and I'd drive and I'd get done probably around 7.30 or 8 working. And then I'd hop back in the car and drive till about 1 a.m. wake up and do it again and I think I kind of came to the realization that I hated doing that you know I, I, I love Uber uh, I, it's the best thing that ever happened to me because it's a way that I could make money that I didn't have to have a part-time job because I could pick it up when I wanted to and I could you know stop working when I wanted to um, but I kind of came to the realization where I, was, I, I hated working you know 18, 19, 20 hour days um, and that's when I said alright if you're going to make this full time, you've got to make a lot of better decisions, um, whether that be for budgeting for my personal life or just finding new ways to find new clients. Um, that's when I started growing the Instagram. Um, and I would say probably because my, my annual sale, that's what I go off of, of the vanity metric of, you know, success. And then each year it just kept doubling and doubling and, it, it was weird at one point I, I kind of looked at what I was paying myself and I was like well that's almost what my sales goal was the first year um, and I still don't pay myself as much as, as I'd like but you know it's it's really hard starting a business and anybody I don't care if it's a lemonade stand or a fortune 500 company um, there's so much that goes into it that people don't understand until they actually have to live it but it was uh, I think the actual realization of oh this kind of works is when the first time in public somebody came up to me and said they followed me on instagram i probably had 2500 followers on instagram i wasn't that big at the time when i heard that it's like i almost started gearing up i was like that is the coolest thing i've ever heard is that somebody followed me on instagram and i didn't know them previously yeah um, but then you know when sales come in it's, it's great but i also went through growing pains uh, at one point I was growing too fast and my process I didn't adapt my process to what it should have been doing and I wasn't following up with clients as much because you know I was too busy meeting with other clients and then you know I had a lot of upset clients and you know, that's the last thing you ever want to have is a bad review um, which thankfully I haven't had one posted but I've had plenty of emails that were basically bad reviews uh, but yeah I mean it's 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 been a fun journey, but it's, it, it sucks sometimes, um, but definitely rewarding. Yeah, and you know what? I'm glad you painted that real picture for us because that's that's what this show is all about. You know, the, the life of an entrepreneur, the life of a gentleman. It's ups, there's downs, highs and lows, but you know what? You're pushing on past all that. Your business is doing amazing right now. You've got clients all around the globe. And I was on your website and I saw a ton of positive reviews. So people are super, super impressed with the work that you're doing. And before we close out, I would like to ask this final question. It's one I haven't asked anybody in a while, but living the life of a gentleman, I'd like to get your perspective because in my opinion, you're embodying everything that this show is about. So what does that phrase living the life of a gentleman really mean to you as the owner of Richard's Bespoke? You know, when I hear the word gentleman, I'm from the South, so it's opening doors for females, um, putting others in front of yourself. But I think being a gentleman goes far past um, what the traditional sense is. Being a gentleman is, you know, morally, ethically, whether it's in business, whether it's in life alone. Um, your relationship with your uh, spouse, um, everything that kind of comes back to that's that's what I think has has helped me the most, and something my dad taught me is basically your moral compass. You know, you know what's right from wrong, and you can ask yourself that before everything that happens. Um, and if the answer is that it's wrong, then just don't do it. Um, as, you know, a lot of clients. I've had instances where I overcharged them on accident. Um, whether it be I charge them too much for taxes or just there's a lot of complicated reasons that I could, but I have, and, and they didn't notice it, and they left, and I realized this you know, when I entered it in my system, and I reimbursed them. Um, the one thing for, whether that means being a gentleman in business of, of just kind of staying true to your word and, and following that moral and ethical compass, um, or just, you know, with your personal life at home, um, even with friends, uh, it doesn't have to be with a spouse, but 
just always being the kind of the best person that you can be because not everybody's always watching, but pretty much everyone's always watching. I like that. And no matter if they're watching or not, you're still living that life of a gentleman. So I appreciate that. Also, if people want to follow you, see what you're doing and connect with you, what's the best way to get in touch and reach you? Uh, Instagram by far. Um, I'm not one of those accounts that doesn't check all of his DMs or, you know, the hidden ones. If I don't follow them, you know, I go through all of them and it's, it's fun now because, uh, you know, I have a lot of people that either in uh, my industry that technically we're competitors. They might have a shop in another city in another state, but I'll reach out and ask, you know, where do you get your hangers or how do you deal with a client that does this or, you know, uh, to me, it's, it's, I'm not selfish. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I love when people ask, not how have you become successful because in my eyes, I'm not a success yet and I won't be until probably the day I die as long as I keep doing what I'm doing though. Um, but it's, uh, it's something where it's, it's rewarding to kind of give back to people even if they are competitors. Um, but kind of going back to DMs is that I always check them. Um, there's, it might take a day or two, but I will always go through them. So if anybody wants to reach out, whether they are in my industry or you know they're in a completely different industry, that's what I think is it's fun about you know entrepreneurship is, is you know paying it forward, figuring out a way to help somebody else out because I did not do this on my own. Um, I had many people to help me and guide me. Um, that's pretty much the only way that you can. You know you're never going to be able to do everything on your own. Even when I was the only employee in my business for a long time. I never said I because I'm not the only one doing it. You know, there's people that are helping me. So reach out. I'll do my best to respond as, as soon as possible. And especially if you're listening to this right now, reference it. Um, I'd love to be able to help any way I can. We truly appreciate that, seriously. And uh, we thank you for your candid conversation and, and really exposing what it's like to be an entrepreneur in today's digital age. A lot of people are going to benefit from hearing this. And uh, we appreciate your time on The Life of a Gentleman. Yeah, I appreciate y'all. And thanks again for having me. Hey, gents, let's take a minute and talk some style and fashion. Our guest expert heats up social media with style and definitely can help us enhance our fashion sense. Whether we're a beginner or a style expert, we can always learn more. The Style Tip of the Week is up next. Let's talk fashion, baby. Hey, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Gentleman podcast. Today, I'm joined on the line with Dennis Styles, and we're going to talk about networking today because when we get out of town... We always want to do a little bit of networking. Isn't that right, Dennis? Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, networking and how to do it and the benefits of it. Um, now, we do have an announcement to make. Uh, uh, Richard is going to be traveling, you know, to D.C., so he's going to kind of, like, link up with me. So we're going to have a chance to do what we love to do, which besides, you know, having good food, and uh, good drinks, good atmosphere, and just sightseeing in general, because there's a lot to do here in D.C. We're going to get a chance to network together. So, and that's why, that's part of the reason why we started the podcast, because to us it's very important to kind of not only brands, but uh, people, you know, that have the same passion that we do in life, and uh, we're able to connect with them and, um, you know, just hear their story, whether it be a. Uh, Distillery, whether it be a barbershop, whether it be, you know, a guy just starting his own business, an influencer, wherever it may be, we want to hear that story. So stay tuned for that, guys. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And what you're saying is something that we've done, like you mentioned. Uh, we've been to Indianapolis, and that, that was one that really comes to mind. When we went to Indianapolis, we took the show on the road there. We had a chance to go to a distillery. We had a chance to go to a high-end barbershop. And those were great experiences. Also, when we went to Detroit, we had a chance to link up with, meet different people. What do you think is the best benefit to doing that? Because sometimes we're in a social media, digital world, and we, we meet all these people from around the world on Instagram or on social media but you never get the chance to actually really connect with them. Yeah, exactly. See, for me, Rich, and I know a lot of people that uh, I've spoken to, is they rather, you know, 
can meet people, kind of interact with them in person instead of just, you know, socializing back and forth on social media. But plus, it gives you an idea of, you know, how different cultures are, how they run their businesses, and you're able to try things that, you know, that you're not used to. And that's pretty exciting. That's the most exciting part about it. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. The most exciting part is actually meeting somebody in person because it's funny, the way we met actually was through Instagram, just messaging back and forth. And then years later, here we are doing the podcast together, but none of that would have been possible if we hadn't taken the initiative to actually meet up and connect. And I remember when you first came out to Michigan, that's really when we said, you know what, let's team up on this podcast thing. And none of that would have happened unless we actually would have met in person because there's a certain level of comfort that you have when you meet somebody in person as opposed to just texting or messaging back and forth through the phone or through social media. Oh, absolutely. You know, instantly clicked. So we were able to partner just a regular meetup into kind of like a venture, you know. A podcast was, you know, it's been out for what, five, three years, I think. Five, three, three, five years. So for us, you know, it's been a win. And for myself too. Um, so I'm very excited about you coming along to DC. We have some amazing people that are doing great things in the community. And we're going to be chatting up with them, you know? Uh, kind of like giving you guys behind the scenes on, on these individuals. Exactly. That's that's the thing I'm most excited about this time is actually meeting people that are doing amazing things and getting a chance to hear their stories and letting them tell their stories on the podcast. So let's give a couple tips for people when they're traveling, because all of us travel, no matter if it's just regionally or you're going across the country or out of the country, you still want to have the opportunity to network the right way. Give me a couple of your tips for making this happen and then I'll go back and forth with you. I'll give you a couple of mine. First thing you have to do is do not leave everything to the last minute. Book all your clients weeks in advance. And, you know, make sure you're up to date with everything. Make sure you keep in contact with them during the process. And, uh, you know, have all your equipment ready, which we always do. And uh, kind of like bring your best attire. But the main thing here is to connect is search, you know, look for stuff that you like. I know we get reached out a lot. You know, brands always reaching out to us. So it's kind of easier for us because we don't have to necessarily go looking for it. It comes to us. So that's, the, you know, that's part about being in this podcast. Yeah, my tip is really like, sort of similar to yours you know you plan it out in advance if there's somebody that you want to meet up with if there's a business you want to meet up with send them a dm i always start with a dm first i reach out and then I, or i take it to email and then a lot of times what happens is the business or the person they want to jump on a phone call and chat and once you do that you just set up a time that you're going to get together and what happens there is you build some anticipation then when you get to the city Perhaps, uh, for example, when we went to Indianapolis and we went to West Fork Whiskey, we were greeted with open arms. We did the podcast live there in their environment. And then, you know, one of the perks is the way you were treated. Remember what happened when we went to West Fork Whiskey, uh, the distillery there in Indianapolis? How were we treated? Man, that was, they pretty much rolled the red carpet out for us. They gave us a tasting, not only, um, uh, the whiskey but food exactly so, yeah they took care of us um, the manager kind of I think he opened the shop a little bit earlier uh, to you know maybe a half hour to give us that time just for ourselves and then open the shop that way we are able to have some private time with the owners and um, they give us a tour I mean come on who doesn't want a tour of them this craft distillery beer was amazing yeah, exactly. One of the things I appreciate doing in my spare time, you know, when I'm traveling anyways, going to a brewery, going to a distillery and having the opportunity to check out the process, the behind the scenes. And, and we were able to do that. We were able to get, you know, really 
like you said, behind the scenes tour of the process, how things are made, how it was all done. And yeah, before it even opened up and, you know, there were drinks on the house. The bartender actually showed me how to make an old fashioned and really broke down all the ingredients and step by step told me what to get. So once I got back home, I was able to go to my local liquor store and get all the products that I needed. And, and I really I learned something, you know, and it was a fun experience. So when you're getting out there, guys, think about the opportunities that can come for this, the networking opportunities, the opportunities to meet with other influencers. Dennis, you're a phenomenal influencer. Uh, what? Thank you. Don't, don't you think it enhances your own page when, when people see you connecting with other influencers and you guys are able to do a photo shoot together? I'll give you an example, my friend. What do people do on Fashion Week? Mostly, they connect. They reach out to each other. They form groups, clicks. Take it back old school, parties. <laughs> and they create content together. They go to uh, you know, events together. You know, they see runway shows together. Everything is created. Nobody does this alone. So reaching out and those same friends that you're probably going to see again in another, you know, fashion week, whether it be in the fall, in the summer, or all over the world, you're able to travel with these, you know, with these people that, you know, you met through social media. Yeah, that's really a great way to do it. Um, as we mentioned, that's how our relationship started doing this podcast together was by networking, getting out there, meeting. Uh, when you connect with these people online, sometimes your online friends can can really become your friends or associates or business partners in real life. And that's what we want to encourage you guys to do. Dennis, I'm going to let you give one last tip before we close out. And then we will let everybody know how we can keep in touch or if they want to get in touch with us they want to connect with us how they can do that as well well for every guest you gotta you want to make sure you do their homework you want to make sure you kind of connect with them first meet with them uh, before giving them the platform you know let them know that you know whatever you inspire whatever you're passionate about let's discuss it and that way you know if he, he or she feels comfortable and um you take it from there and also bring the boots out because the last thing you want to do is when you're traveling is be outshine. I love that. It's a great way to do it. So guys, if you would like to connect with Dennis or I, just reach out. We're always looking to interview people who are doing amazing things in the world of business and fashion. Dennis, how can they get in touch with you? You can get in touch through Instagram at Dennis underscore Styles. And also, it doesn't matter where you live, by the way, because we've been to, you know, Cleveland, Detroit, so we travel everywhere. It doesn't matter where it is. Yep. That's a great point, too. Big city, small city. Um, one of one of the, the other meetups that we did was in New York. We got to get back there, though. I want to do New York over again. So if anybody's listening from New York um, and you want us to come out, and podcast live at your establishment or if you have a, a space where we could connect let's make that happen Dennis that might be our next stop um, DC is coming up about two weeks away looking forward to that but uh, if if guys want to just in the meantime see what Dennis is up to Dennis underscore styles on Instagram and you can follow me at the life of a gent as always, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully somebody's inspired. And until next time, Dennis, I'm looking forward to what we come up with and continuing to compile the list of people that we're going to interview once we get to D.C. Absolutely. And one more thing, guys, we're going to have live videos too so you get to see the show, how it's recorded. So I'm excited about that too. All right, perfect. I will talk to you soon. Well, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of the podcast. Glad you could drop by and join us. You probably noticed this episode was a little bit longer than what it's been in the past few weeks, and that's because we're doing the bi-weekly thing. The reason we want to do the bi-weekly thing is to give you a little bit more time to digest this information, take it all in, and for us to properly promote our awesome guests that we have on this show. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode as much as we did, and you learned a lot of different things. If you could, do us a favor, though. We'd love for you to do this. It's only going to take like 30 seconds of your time. 
and it will really, really help us out. And if you send us a screenshot of your review, I've got a special surprise for you. Just drop that screenshot into the life of a gent on Instagram, DM, and we will have a special surprise getting sent out to you. The thing is, just jump on iTunes, give us a rating, give us a review. We have about 125 star reviews. We want to up that. We want to try to get it up to 150. So if you could do that for us, we'd really appreciate it. Also, special thank you and shout out to our guest today. Destin was amazing. Learned a lot from him. He's agreed to come back on in the future. We're looking forward to hearing more from him. Also, Stephen Richard from Richards Bespoke. He's doing amazing things. The guy is just uh, uh, really becoming a master craftsman at what he does. And the articles of clothing that they're producing are second to none. You have to check him out if you're in the Nashville area. It is a must to check him out. Also, special thanks to Dennis for dropping by and having a conversation. And also, don't forget to leave us some feedback and give us a follow on Instagram at the life of a gent or follow our podcast show sponsor at Wear Lapel Pins, Harrison Blake Apparel. As always, guys, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to the show. And we're trying to build a community around men's fashion, business, and lifestyle. If you want to be a guest, if you think you'd be a good fit, if you have a business, if you are a social media influencer, if you are a content creator of any kind and you feel that your story needs to be heard, we want to hear from you. Get in touch, send us an email, shoot us a DM. Whatever you got to do, we're looking forward to hearing from you. And you never know, you might be the next guest we interview on The Life of a Gentleman. As always, guys, ladies, everyone listening, until next time.